Welcome to Cooking the Books, the food and hospitality podcast discussing all aspects of the industry. We interview chefs, butchers, brewers, winemakers, restaurateurs, restaurant managers, and we talk about how they got to this point, through the good times and the bad, and what they've got planned for the future. This is Cooking the Books. This week on the podcast, I had one of my best mates, Chris Eagle, from Newcastle, England, and his personal trainer, Ted. They've been on this crazy journey together. Chris has managed to lose 31 kilos in as many weeks, or 31 weeks. And since that was from the podcast, but now he's actually up to about 35 or even 36 kilos, which is an amazing journey he's been on. Um, Yeah, I just want to get Chris on with Ted to talk about what made him decide to to, to start training um, it, what his life was like before the training because I know he was going through a lot of pain he had to wear ankle supports he was having to take ibuprofen quite regularly to help with inflammation he was having a bit of a really rough time and as well as that mentally how has it affected him like I don't want to go too much into it because hopefully you're going to listen to it but he talks about how much clearer how much clearer clear he is now how much foot more focus he's got and how much things don't bother him as much as they used to now he's got this relief and he feels like he's on a path um, yeah Ted also gives a lot of uh, information and knowledge into calories and basic equation on losing weight um, there's a few tips on there like Chris mentioned about his he really found my fitness pal very helpful um, yeah there's lots of things in this but mainly I think it's it's, it's uh, the reason I want to get these two on was just to say anyone that is struggling with motivation or embarrassment to get to the gym or or whatever it might be young chefs not really caring about themselves it does catch up with you and you need to start taking care of yourself me included and i'm yeah i'm not preaching i'm i'm i'm, I'm on board i'm you know i'm i'm part of that team that needs to improve as well so yeah i hope everyone can get something from this now over to the show well, boys, thanks for your time. This is awesome. It's one of my first uh, international three ways, so I'm pretty fucking stoked about that. Um, thanks for your time, and yeah, let's get this. Let's get this on the road. Ted, take two seconds and tell us who you are and what you do, and and then follow by that with Chris. Right. So, uh, name's Ted Winter. I'm a personal trainer based in uh, Newcastle in the UK. Mainly work one to one with clients out of a gym called Storm Fitness. Been working with Chris. For about 30 weeks, basically work with all different clients, all different goals, ages, uh, performance, fat loss, muscle gain, uh, health, well-being. And basically I've been doing it for about uh, 11, 12 years, done all sorts of different bits, including education, um, working with sports teams, working with individuals. Yeah. And uh been a fun road awesome and chris what about yourself um i'm chris eagle i am the head chef at porterhouse butcher and grill in a department store in newcastle called fennec i've been in the industry for 20 years now in total and what how did you guys come come to meet each other 
I've got a good mate called Fiaz who who's been working with Ted for three years, three four years. It's been a long time, too too long. <laughs> He's an animal now. The, the kids are bloody oh, yeah. beast these well, days. Well, Fucking hell. Well, well, we're both new Fiaz when, when we were younger, didn't we? And he Aye. was he was always into his um, running and that uh, running, running, cardio, all this that and the other. <sighs> and then, but then he, all of a sudden, I hadn't seen him for a little while. And he came. He was. I was like, "Jeez, he's 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 changed." Like, what's, what, what are you been eating? What you been here? What you been doing? So, slow down and on then, the fucking spinach. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he's like, he's um, but then he I, he started saying, "Yeah, I've met this. I've met this guy um, called Ted, who's who I'm working with now, and he just went literally from strength to strength." And and I was like, "Crikey, that's that's amazing. That's, it really is amazing." And then um, maybe. I know a couple of more years down the line, I, I met Ted when we were out one evening. We just got talking, and we really got talking about different bits and bobs. And yeah, we're talking. <laughs> well, but Chris, let's just let's just get out on the table. You've lost a, a staggering amount of weight, haven't you? Well, yeah. Since since I've I've started working with Ted, which is which is thirty weeks, and you know, I'm not I'm not that good at maths, but I think it's about seven months ago. I've lost, I think, on five, five stone. Oh, how many kilos is that? I mean, yeah, we we work in kilos, but yeah, so do we, so do we. Thirty-one kilos um, in probably as many weeks. It's just pretty astounding. Yeah, it's it's mental. Must take some fucking dedication, Chris. There's no, you don't you don't lose that weight without putting your mind to it. That is for sure. Which we'll get into mindset a little bit later on. But Ted, how did you even get into personal training? The first degree that I did uh, back in. I sort of graduated in 2007. I was doing a sport science degree, so sport and exercise science, sort of going the the usual route of someone who uh, likes sport, likes to be active, um, and taking that. Big. What was your sport? I'm sure to all of them, oh. um, if that counts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, played a fair bit of football when I was in my um, younger days, a long time ago. Um, and then played basketball, um, even though I'm five foot and a peanut tall. Uh, whilst I was at university, tried my hand at basketball. I enjoyed playing it, but uh, good just, passer, just, good passer. Yeah, sick hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, played a bit of basketball through uni, and uh, then started working. So all sport and that sort of thing was out the out the window when I got my first job. Um, but so I did sports science and uh, really enjoyed the idea of, of, of working with athletes and helping them get uh, fitter, stronger and better at, uh, at their sport and trying to keep them sort of playing, really, keep them injury free. And what about you, Chris? How did, what, what made you decide to, to go to a personal training instead of just going to a, you know, going doing it yourself at the gym or whatever? Obviously, it's a, it's a loaded question, let's be honest, because it's so difficult. I think you need that, don't you? But what was your reasons? Well, almost exactly that, you know. Like, I mean, since I'm, I bumped into a night out with, with Fiaz and what have you, got to organ and stuff, and there's one of them where you had a few beers, and I was, like, super pumped at seeing the results Fiaz had got. And I was like, oh, asking loads of questions, and that and the other, but never, ever followed it through, like, properly, you know. Like, and you know, you've known me for years, and I was always on a, this diet and always going back to the blooming Weight Watchers and Slimming World and doing all right, you know, like, losing, like, a couple of stone or something like that, or losing... But then... Um, I'd always end up for some reason, whatever reason, putting it back on and 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 
not succeeding where I wanted to go away. Because it's hard, man. Because it's fucking seriously hard. That's why. On your own, it's super hard on your own, man. I think, like, you guys, like, the lifestyle is is got a fucking huge um, aspect of of why it's so difficult, you know, just speaking with Chris and, you know, and all my different clients, lifestyle is, is the thing you've got to balance. You know, that's that's the, the biggest key to it. Whatever the goal is, is like, how can you fit it in? Like make, dedicating time, is that what you're saying? Yeah, de- dedicating time and, and the brain, brain power and the thought processes that go into it and, you know, what it is you're actually going to do is it going to work? How fast is it going to work? And all these questions that you kind of you you, you ask yourself on a day to day basis if you haven't got someone helping you, it can it can easily sort of steer you down the wrong wrong path, or you know, it's difficult to keep and on the right track. Definitely, because there's also there's so much information out there, Ted. There's so much information out there. There's like this diet, Atkins, and at the moment it's like fucking fasting, isn't it? You've got to fucking starve yourself for fucking twenty four hours, twenty three and a half hours a day, and then just eat a fucking bar of muesli or something. I don't know. That's what it's that fasting, <laughs> that fasting thing. You're hearing that all the time now. Fasting, fasting, like um, what's the other word that you keep you keep in, you keep on hearing people talking about um. Yeah, intermittent, intermittent fasting, and then like, what is it where like you you starve yourself for two days and then eat for five, whatever it is, you know, whatever that one is, where like limited calories and there's just so many things that you you hear about, like you never know which one you should be doing. Do you know what I mean? That's also a problem. Yeah, I think that's that's it, man. That's exactly it. The the fitness industry and the health industry is obviously um, built on selling you interest in different things and uh, things that are going to catch catch people's interest whether it's you know um intermittent fasting or ketogenic diets or um atkins diets or something there's always something new that you think is going to hold the answer to helping you achieve weight loss quickly um so yeah it's it's a minefield isn't it i think the, i think the bottom line is or is there's no, there's no there's no easy option right there's no easy option it's all it's hard work and fucking dedication that's basically it really there's no okay. there's no magic pill there's no do you know what i mean and just consistency is that the goal would you say that they're, they're some of the key things i mean yeah chris i mean chris will be able to tell you about what he's had to do in terms of consistency like where do, where do you feel that like the consistency has come from chris like yeah well well, going back to like how I started as well, uh, I, I started last summer. You always get motivated in the summer, don't you? You're like, you're like, yeah, right, yeah, of course. Let me top off on the beaches somewhere. <laughs> and uh, so I started, I, I, I bought a bike off uh, eBay and I was like, oh, yes, I'm rolling a bike since I was about, since I was in school. <laughs> so I started, uh, I started getting, uh, within, within two weeks, I was like Eddie the Eagle, man. I was flying, I was flying to work. And, um, and then there was this night, like, I bear in mind in this in this short period I lost I'd lost like a stone just by like getting super pumped by riding this bike and like cutting out the booze, stop eat, eating foods that I thought that I just come across that I thought were, weren't weren't good for us. But then this Sunday morning I was on the way to work and a car pulled out in front of us and hit a curb and went flying over the house <laughs> when I was as as heavy as the car probably and went over. <laughs> Rolling ribs and the arm, 
Um, and that just, <laughs> Your man must have gone like, fuck but, off. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he just drove off. Like, he wasn't bothered. Like, he just, he's probably laughing. Hit and run. Hit and run. No, no, no. Like, he, he pulled out. So I had to slam the brakes on downhill. When it, it hit the curb yeah, yeah. and went over the handlebars, where like you imagine, like first you do get up. Anyone seen that? Has anyone seen it? Like bleeding up your nose and that I'll be here. But uh, so then, so then I've got this cast on, and, and then we started like I'm going to see the football and stuff over the summer. And then bumped into Ted again at, at one of my friends' parties, and um, and he and he and we started chatting again. He was he just you've just come on and just just come and um. And just come and see us, like when you when, when after your holiday, after you get your casting that off. And I went, you know what? This time I will, I really will. And then I, I kept it in the back of my mind, like when on holiday, text Ted when I was on holiday, like, is it still alright to come and train with you? Yeah, yeah, just come and see us. And then and then we um made an appointment, and since then we we, we that was me in, you know, went for a, for a free consultation, spoke about my lifestyle, spoke about what I was doing, what what. Where where I wanted to be, and then Ted sort of evaluated that, and then come up with a plan, and then we started the week later. I mean, yeah, got straight into it. What do you think it was that was making you struggle with your weight, drinking, Chris? Looking back on reflection, on, on upon reflection, um, a number probably a number of things. You know, like I've always been a a big lad when I was a kid. And what do you think that is? What do you think the reason for that was? Well, I always just thought I was naturally a big lad, but it was probably just, I was just a, a greedy fucker, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like the, the industry we're in, like you put you put a lot you put a lot of time into it, and you put this you put a lot of effort into it, and and, and even listening to Tom's podcast with you recently, you talked spoke about the temptations of the industry, which is alcohol, yeah, partying, burning the candle at both ends, and I and I know I was the king of that. I was like. I used to drink bloody three, four nights yeah, a week, yeah. but not just drink. I used to put away like eight pints, between six and eight pints, four nights a week. And then it just, it all just catches up. And then when you get to, a, I got to like my mid thirties and then I realized like, it's not really need to do something about this. Like me starting to get like signs that my health's gone, that my legs are knackered, my ankles were knackered. And I was trying to, um, still try, still putting in the hours, still didn't, me, me, me performance didn't dip. Waking up every morning a bit a bit down, a bit like tired, a bit sluggish. Talking about burying pints, I remember, do you remember when we we, we went out to, uh, what's that pub called in, in Gateshead, me and you that time? Do you remember, Chris? We went out in, what's it called? Yeah, what's it, yeah, the blue, is it called, what's it called? The, the, the Asia Blue. Asia Blue, yeah, we went. Well, hey Ted, we went to the we went to the Asia Blue this Sunday. Azure Blue, but everyone locally doesn't can't, can't pronounce Azure, so they call it the Asia Blue. <laughs> <laughs> so we went there one Sunday afternoon, and we were doing pints of Guinness. Funny enough, pints of Guinness and tea and Maria chasers. Do you remember, Chris? I, I, and I had so we had I, we had we had about ten of them. So we had ten pints of Guinness and ten Team Maria chases. Fuck, I was all over the shop. Honestly, I was in a real bad way. I woke up on the on the front room floor, freezing. It was middle of winter, freezing cold. Gateshead, one of them tiny side flats in the floor with no clothes or not a fucking stitch on us. <laughs> just in the middle of, in the middle of me floor, and I was like, fucking now, what's happened to me? I didn't have a clue what had gone on. My wife was wearing that. Anyway, I spoke to Chris the next day. I was like, fuck, I was in a right bad way. I was woke up on the floor and he goes, oh, did you? I went home and cooked dinner and watched Match of the Day. <laughs> I was like, you, you what? 
I was, it was um, but that's the kind of amount of beer you used to put down you, wasn't it, Chris? No bother, but it, 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 it's just when I look crazy. Back, it's nothing to be proud of, you know, like. I'm not saying it was proud, but it was funny, man. It's, it was fucking funny. It doesn't do you any good in the long run, you know. It's good, great fun when you're doing it, but like. I'm not. I'm not condoning it by any sense. But that's just when you say we, you know, burning the candle at both ends. That's the kind of, you know, that's the kind of things we used to, we used to do. Do you know what I mean? Smashing beers. But what would be what would be your typical client, Ted? Is that your typical client that you work with? No, fortunately, it like it's really varied. Like, um, you know, I'm I'm working with with all sorts uh, different types of people at the minute. It's kind of it's nice for me as a trainer to be able to sort of have different different people, different challenges and totally different lifestyles to kind of work in and uh and find out, you know, a bit about them and a bit about what what it is that's led them to get in touch with you really. Because everyone everyone comes in with same old sort of stuff really and then it takes you a couple of months and you start to sort of uncover what it is that's that's really driving them but why they've you know thought this is something that I need help with and um, it, it's kind of at the minute I've got people are here there for, for, for you know weight loss and people are there for running performance um, and then guys that kind of just want to train hard get stronger get a bit more muscle on them um, but also you know have a social life and all that sort of thing so they've only got three three four hours a week to train they want to know what is the best thing that they can do in that period of time to to get the bang for the buck out of uh, out of their training, so they're not spending hours and hours feeling like they're spinning their wheels or going through the motions. And Chris, what 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 what, what do you what have you found best? What what's worked best for you? Do you think exercise wise? You know, you're saying about your bike. Obviously, that didn't work that great. But like, what what exercises do you feel like have really worked for you? Well, when the bike went the journey after the yeah, it was it. The wheels went square, I think, after that. that, that uh, <laughs> like the, the, Flintstones the bike went, went on eBay. But, um, okay, no. <laughs> I put it back on eBay, I got my money back. <laughs> no, no, what's worked for me is is certainly the, the, the diet linked with training. It, that's that's the key, you know. Like I've always just thought, oh, I'll just diet and the weight will fall off, which, which it does, but you, your body just... It's like a balloon with the air taken out, you know. It, it, it literally, it literally, you feel like that, you know. Like, what do you mean, Whereas, like drained? Um, Is it, do you mean drained? Is that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just feel, you just feel unfulfilled, you know. Whereas now, I mean, Ted's t- Ted's taught me how to use the gym properly, you know. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not by no means an expert, but every, everything I learned with Ted, I then replicate in my own time when I go to the gym. Right now, I used to. I, I used to be really conscious and really a bit nervous about going to the gym. I used to just end up running on the treadmill for as long as I could. <laughs> Hope, hoping no one's watching. <laughs> I, I, it's true, though. You laugh. I mean, we're joking, but it's it's true, right? That is how you feel, man, for sure. Absolutely. The, the biggest barrier most people is like embarrassment, not knowing what to do, uh, and, and a feeling of like incompetence when they go. So, you know, so many people come through the door and that. You can see them just like head down, you know, if you can get someone in through the door to speak to them and sit down and chat, usually you're, you're 99% of the way of, of getting a new client. But to get them through the door is the biggest barrier for them to overcome that, whatever it is, intimidation, like, you know, it, it, it's difficult. And uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of people don't realize that, especially people like, you know, personal trainers generally live in the gym that we're in there all the time probably more difficult to relate but 
you know, I, I think a big part of it is com- like coming down to the, the level that your clients at when they when they start and their their experience of a gym is probably pretty terrible. It's a place where they're shit scared. They don't know what to do. All the equipment's weird, and they've probably had a terrible experience when they were at school. Yeah, with that's PE, a fact. So. Yeah, that's a great point. Hundred percent, definitely. And like, like exactly exactly what you're saying there. You, and I think now over like over the last, especially over the last few months, or maybe it's what I'm sorry, the last few years. It's maybe where I, where I've been watching is I feel like that them, them barriers of the gym are slowly getting knocked down, to be honest with you. Before it was like big muscles heads, like what's that beach called, like in LA or whatever it's called, you know, and Arnie and, you know, do people doing lines of protein and all that, you know, you see that thing where you just shovel it, you know, it's like, <laughs> that's the kind of, that's the environment where people thought. But now I think like Pilates and yoga and these kind of, you know, I don't know what you would even call them, styles of training, is starting to introduce more people just to the gym in general. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that. That's, you know, you see a lot more the older generation even going to the gym. I go to the gym here, and there's you know there's there's ladies there who are a bit older walking on the treadmill. I think them barriers are definitely coming down. I mean, certainly for me, since work with with Ted, I mean, and the reason that I'm so engaged with it is, I'm naturally got a, a drive. You know, being a chef, you in a cook, you've got this drive behind you, which. I won't give in to something. Once I'm into it, I'm into it. For like, I put everything into it. But also, like, say when I'm a trainer, I don't feel like I don't feel like it's all like, right. We're doing this next. This this will do this. This will do this, and this will do this for this muscle and that muscle. Well, I'm getting all that, but we're we're also talking about food and talking about beer and talking about all stuff we're both both interested in. And it, so I'm getting I'm getting something out of it, and and Ted I suppose Ted Ted is from me a little bit, and we um. It, it just makes it a little bit less less like you well, say, it's a friendship, isn't it? A bit, it's a, a friendship. More, I mean, it's 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 a two way it's a two way relationship, you know. So it's, te- it's good. technically, Ted, what what is going on with people when they are putting weight on and they're struggling to get off and they're trying to get rid of the weight? What is actually to main, to maintain it as well? I'm talking about not just to like starve yourself for two weeks and then weigh yourself and then get back as you normally were. I mean, is it is it maintaining it? You know. Yeah, I think you know. In terms of like people's diet and nutrition, it's something that we look at straight away. If the if their goal is weight loss, you know, straight away, you've got to be understanding uh, the key role of energy balance, how many calories you're putting in, what you're doing to burn them off. You know, that straight away for a lot of people, they're, they're probably just not that aware of what calories are in what and how active or how in reality how inactive people are nowadays you know with office-based jobs and a lot of driving a lot of sitting around a lot of netflix a lot of uh, just being in like a sedentary position um people just aren't moving which is why activity trackers are quite good and you know just being aware and trying to you know cycle or walk to work like we talked to with chris it, it's it's all stuff like that that makes a big difference to to getting those calories burnt and and putting more on the energy outside of the equation but in terms of weight gain you know people go through periods of of overeating and under exercising and you know try and make it as simple as possible for people and that's front there are a lot of smaller things you know like sleep stress basically you know maybe people go through periods of illness or injury where they're laid up a little bit more a little bit less active um, more likely to emotionally eat, perhaps, uh, because work's stressful. 
or there's some family shit going on. So it's 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 kind of having an awareness of of, of what you're putting in and, and what's on the other side of the equation, what's going out. I also feel as as you're putting weight on, I can talk from this, but like personally. I've always trained pretty hard, you know, being the fucking athlete that I am. The um, no, That's a total fucking lie. But I w- I've always trained quite hard. I've always been in semi-good shape. I was down to like 87 kilos at one point, training hard. And now I'm probably like 100, over, I'm probably like 101, 100, maybe even 103 on a fucking bad day. And it's just gradual, you know. It's just like just you put a bit on and you're like, oh, it'll be all right. You put a bit more on, oh, it'll be all right. You put a bit more on, and then next thing you know, you're like, fuck, I put some weight. You know, you go and put a shirt on that you haven't had on for a year, and you're like, shit, that doesn't fit like it used to. Do you know what I mean? You stop, you stop and pause. From I used to, I used to get it loads, man. When, when I never used to notice day to day when you're working and that you sort of and it's so easy to take your eye off yourself. Definitely. And you go on holiday or something and see it, and someone takes a photograph of you, and you think. Yikes! You can see yourself <laughs> you do from, the, from the mirror. Send me you know the mean? fucking negative. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Do, do I have to be in three D? <laughs> <laughs> but um, but but Ted's right. Or what's it's, he? He got that message across to me almost straight away. That it's all about calories, man. I used to I used to read all the packets of stuff and think, ah. Oh, Sugar, sugar, sugar. Then he sees me else in the, in, on social media, and you think, "Oh, carbohydrates." But ultimately, it's down to how many calories you're putting in your body, to how many calories you're burning. So sometimes when I, when I go to the gym, I used to go right. I'm gonna go to the gym. I burn loads. Of, I think I burn loads of calories. I have a big tea when I get back. And but if you, if you don't, if you if you go back and have a normal tea, a normal sized dinner, whatever, or your, your body doesn't need as much food as as I think. A lot of people think it does, you know. That, that is a fact. That that is probably my. That is definitely my personal problem. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, when I was back uh, home, I'd have like, you know, you got Max Spencer, you get the meatloafs. I'd have one each. You know what I mean? I get <laughs> get one for me, and you know, it's just not fucking good. And then I'd have half. Of, I'd have mine, and then I'd have half a Beck. Beck would have half. I'd have one and a half meatloafs. No problem. Like <laughs> fucking. Do you know what I mean? But that just because I'm greedy, you know, it's 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 hard. And how hard was it for you, Chris, to? To, to start cutting down on the drink and cutting down on the food and and like was there any tips that you used and or like I, I always hear get a smaller dinner plate you know I try eating off Monty's plates you know them well, little, like little kids plates but it just doesn't work you know do you know what is a big help you know which I never used to buy into as well and it is your, your step tracker and stuff like that which I've got I've got one of those about a Fitbit which I use day to day at work so well when I can Remember to charge it, but but the other one is my fitness pal. So something something I'm going to eat that I think, um, or I drink or I go on beers because everything everything's on there. And then my fitness yeah, pal, it's free free app as well on your your phone. Yeah, and you just, just put it in there. You just type in whatever it, like whatever it, like, and it'll be on there. And I think right, I want to have a I want to have a stout. I want to have a Sam Smith's Imperial Stout after work. Like, it's a couple of weeks ago. Six point. Eight percent. I was like, "Oh, that'd be a right treat." That after just after finished service, dehydrated, tired, thought I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be on it after that. Like, yeah, be, perfect. Be, that is the perfect I'll time. Be, I'll be that walk beer. Home. <laughs> sing, sing me way home. Exactly. So I, I put it into my fitness pal, and it was like, it was a, a fraction more than a normal size bottle of beer in calories. I was like, "Right, I'm having one of them." Do you know what I mean? So yeah, like, yeah. It was enough. That was like that's just like a little, little treat to myself. But it was like I wasn't going out and having four or five of them. I was having one. So where normally you would have normally smashed a couple, right? There's no two ways about oh, that. Oh, easy peasy. Yeah, yeah. 
And what about what about dinners? Like, what about like at home? Like, have you cut down on portion size? Like, you know, do, you know, I cook a fucking half a kilo bag of pasta. Do you know, do you, know you just cook the whole lot. I don't want to put it in the fridge. You know, have you cut down well, on portion size? Uh, yeah, we. I've I've certainly not cut down portion size. I've just cut down on different things that go on my plate. So like now I'm putting way more veg on my plate than I ever used to. I'm I'm a bit more protein than I ever used to. And just less carbs, like, but I'm still having carbs because I, it's by someone who has to who works. Yeah, you need them, right? Yeah, hours a week plus sometimes. You need you need that energy, you know. So like, I'm and, I, and I'm batch cooking. I'm I'm planning ahead. I'm I'm making a I'm making if I'm making a ragu, I will make a big batch of it. If I'm making some some pickled veg to go with me ragu, I'll make a batch of it. I have in the fridge. I'll make sure I've always. I mean, shopping list. I'll always. I meticulously plan. I won't just go around and buy anything like I used to, which is great when you see something that you buy in the shop and you think, "Oh, that's good. I'll buy it." But yeah, I've just come up with a bit of a repertoire. That's all, and 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 doing me mise en place at home, like you do at work. You know, make, making sure every day, every week, I've got this in my fridge, that in my fridge, that's prepared, that's that's prepared. What about the hunger side of things? Like, I, I'm I'm joking here, but like. You know the the feeling of hunger. Like I, and this is the truth. I, again, I just speak truthfully. Where I like to eat, I like to eat till I'm, till my stomach hurts. I know that sounds fucking ridiculous, but that's something that no, that's the reality. If my stomach's not hurt, how do you know you're full if you if your stomach doesn't hurt? Yeah, I think in ter- in terms of that, it's like that's fairly normal. People want to feel uh, full. And um, going back to what Chris just said, he's talking about having more veg on the plate and having more protein which are two things that straight away are going to help to to get that feeling of uh, fullness or satiety. So Satiety? You know, Did you say, what's that yeah, satiety? What's feeling, that? feeling of like satiated, so you, you feel full. You, you feel like you've had a good meal. and Content. Yeah, so like fibrous vegetables and stuff like that are all going to help sort of fill the stomach because the, the stomach knows, it has like stretch receptors in it that, that, that knows and it sends signals to the brain to say oh i'm, I'm full I'm, you know it feels good to be full and you know by eating more protein and uh and more vegetables and people talk about you know fruits that are going to be fairly low calorie like um watermelon where it's, you, you can eat quite a lot of it with very little very little calories so you probably heard of like people eating celery burn more calories eating it than you Taking in, <laughs> you know, the idea of that is you're eating these things that are fairly low calorie, really high uh, nutrient levels, um, and they're going to fill the fill the stomach. So you get you get plenty of volume in your meals without just you know, like you were saying there, if it's all pasta, you're going to get you're going to get quite a lot of calories from pasta. Yeah. So it's not, and it's not going to give you the nutrition that say if you half that level of pasta and replaced it with a load of broccoli um and you guys are chefs you know how to make vegetables taste nice yeah yeah no for sure 100 percent. two tons with good fresh produce and you know it hasn't got to taste like shit like a lot of people say healthy eating boring and all that sort of thing it's just definitely not true no that's definitely not true i think it's the opposite when you when you open your mind a bit more it's it's the opposite Um, it's the effort though isn't it chris it's the effort that's the problem it's, it, you've, yeah, you've got to, you've got to put be willing to put, if you put in the effort. Like, like anything you do, like I mean, in, in, say if say if I don't know you, you open your own business or you, you've got a per, you've got a fitness goal in mind, you've got to put in the spade work. You know, you've got to 
be willing to plan at the start. You've got to dedicate yourself and you've got to then do the work. You've got to work hard, you know, to, to get to get where you want to be. I think definitely take, it takes a lot of people work on the front end. And I think, you know, a lot of the work that Chris did was in the first few weeks, like get his head around what he's going to eat, what, the, what he's going to be putting on the plate, how he's going to cook it, when he's going to cook it and having that plan. And then once you get in a routine and you, you start to, you know, change what's on the plate, change how you shop. There's so many people just go to the shop and then will just be picking up off the supermarket shelves, whatever's on two for one or, you know, yeah, dining for, for ten or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and it's, you know, it's, it's what the supermarket want to sell you, obviously, but you know, there's no plan in terms of what meal you're going to put together with that. So, you know, just having a simple thing like Monday to Sunday, you know, three meals, have them planned out, have a couple of breakfasts in mind, a couple of lunches and a couple of dinners and, and have it, have it fairly organized. So you're not just grabbing food on the run um, and having no idea what sort of uh, food you're going to be able to get your hands on. You get hungry, your brain starts telling you, get sugar in, get, get, you know, easy, tasty stuff in because it wants to, your, your brain, you're wanting to feel like you're full uh, and, you know, it starts playing tricks on you when you start getting hungry. So managing appetite is huge. Like So so if you were to put ratio, like as in training and f- and eating, that's your two columns, and you had to put, you know, like 50-50, it's an equal partnership. How important do you think the actual food side is to the training side or the exercising side? Uh, in terms of weight loss? Yeah, weight loss. Yeah, we talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm a believer that, you know, even though I... I'm a, I'm a personal trainer. I, I deal with, you know, exercise in the gym. You can lose weight without going to the gym. Like, if you're managing the calories going in, you, people go Weight Watchers, Slimming World, and, and those things are just basically taking the energy uh, inside of the equation and reducing it, and you will lose weight. So diet is huge, isn't it? That is that is the bottom line. Diet is huge. Not going to do it without any, because the other, the other aspects of, of it is if if people think they can just out train a diet, you know, or I'm just going to work my bollocks off in the gym and then eat and drink or you know continue to sort of reward that effort with with whatever food they fancy. So it's it's difficult to have one without the other. But the benefits of of the exercise are, are really sort of obviously you're burning calories, but beyond that, it's your your mood, your feel good. Yeah, you're building lean muscle mass. You're improving your uh, your movement and your flexibility, your range of movement, and you know the exercise side of it provides a nice challenge and something to get stuck into um, that, that that takes your mind off. Oh, it's just weight loss, weight loss, weight loss. Jumping on scales, things, you know, going up and down on scales based on day to day fluctuations. Um, so it. it if I, most of my clients, I get them to focus on actually doing more in the gym and getting better in the gym, and then the other things will will fall into place as long as they're taking care of that energy inside. With you, Chris. Sorry, let me just, let me just ask it really quickly. With with you, do you think it was definitely a mind shift? You had to, you know, 
I'm going to stop smoking, I'm going to stop drinking, I'm going to stop, but unless you really want to, you've got to really desperately want to, do you know what I mean, you've got to shift that mindset, do you not think, because you can because you, the effort that you've got to put in, the meal planning, the, the, the finding time and all these kind of things, it really has to be a shift, it's a lifestyle shift and a mind, a mindset shift, do you think? That really changed my mindset. Really, really changed my mindset. Was <clears throat> I was on holiday before I was due to go and meet Ted. I made the decision I was going to go. On. When I was there, I got a message off one of my close, close friends that his wife, who's also a really close friend, her mum had passed away, mm. blew out of nowhere, and she had she had, she had uh, type one diabetes. Yeah. Which, well, that's the one you, you, you're born with. And you, you, yeah, you're just, insulin dependent. Myself, like shit, man. I've, I've done, I've, I've done these health problems to myself. Whereas this poor lady, who, who was lovely, she, she, she had love for everyone, had had this illness through no fault of her own. I thought, like, I need, I need to sort myself out. You know, I need to. It's, all, it's all, no one's going to do the work for you. You've got to do it yourself. You've got to be willing to. And everyone's now. I've, I've turned the corner, and I'm, I mean, I'm nowhere near where I want to be yet, but I'm on the way. Everyone says, "Oh, you look great," this that, and the other. But it's all about how you feel, man. Like you, the trick. Like Ted was saying before about the diet, it is about the diet. For me, it's been eighty percent about the diet. I think, but the twenty. Do you think so, really? Do you think eighty eighty percent's been diet, really? That's just for me, though, because I've been adding. No, lot, no, lot, I know that's what we're talking about for sure. But do you think it, it, it cutting down on things? Yeah, yeah, but but that twenty percent in the gym, which I've never, I've never done it. I've never even knew how to work out in the gym. But since since I've, I now do, I would do it regularly. It's starting to really. It's. I, mean, I felt a bit burned out mentally, you know, before last summer, before I, when I was when I was um, massively overweight. But this is like giving us a real boost, a real platform. And now every day I'm I'm brighter. I'm not things don't bother us as much. If some some people don't piss us off. If, if someone I used to be pissed off if someone like I don't know some someone done said something, done something, whatever. It puts perspective into things. You know, I feel a lot more realistic and a lot more. I've got a better sense of reality, I think, you know, than than uh, than than I did, you know. You feel like you feel a lot a lot clearer. Oh, everything I feel clear, man. I feel crystal clear. Confidence. Feel, what about confidence? Because you've always you've always come across really confident, and you've always like I want to say as well, you've always been pretty light on your feet, and you haven't really, you've never been like that sluggish heavy lad. Do you know what I mean? You've always been quite. I've seen you do. You know, we used to play footy. You used to have me in circles. Remember out the, down the back alley. Well, well, I was like, I mean, Australia. Yeah, people in Australia will know this guy, Mark Verdugum, and I was like him. I was like, a, I, I was, I was light on my feet. I was like a, a, a twenty-plus stone princess on my feet, man. No, with it's football. true. Yeah, exactly. It's true. But honestly, um, yeah, yeah, it's just because. It, but confident. What I'm saying. Do you feel a bit more confident now? Good on your feet. You know, you have to be. You, 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 your range of movement is quite good for for being so big. So I've haven't like struggled it as much. Nah, it's coming like in terms of the gym. It's been like it's quite surprising that how uh, how well Chris moved really from from the start. Like because working with a lot of different people, some people who have spent twenty twenty five years in a in a chair in an office for eight hours a day, was just stiff as boards, and spend the first couple of months kind of work out of that. Um, really bad sort of positioning and just being stiff around the, the hips, the upper back and the neck. And um, To train properly, you kind of got to work out of that 
and then you can kind of move forward with the training. That's why it can be quite slow progress for a lot of people. Because yeah, could, yeah. could that could that cause like tendon damage if you try to do too much too early and that kind of thing? Is are you scared of yeah, injury? Yeah, all sorts of like if you're trying to load people up with exercises when they've you know just not got the the technique and the movement. It, it might not be that they don't. It's not that they don't know how to do it. It's sometimes just that they can't. They've not got the the range of movement in the joint because of just just because of stiffness, wear and tear. You know, um, some people have overdone the certain exercises, things like if they, if they do a lot of running, it's very sort of short range of movement. So it can lead to sort of stiffness in, in their uh, ankle joints and their hips and that sort of thing. So, you know, everyone comes in at different levels and it's kind of, it's the job, like our job really to kind of find that safe level, safe level of starting point and then progress them from there through into the stuff that sort of Chris is getting onto now where we're, we're kind of less about um, your sort of typical fat loss and we're and more pushing him towards, you know, performing and extra weight and more reps and just trying to trying to focus on that a little bit more, the progression element of it. Like I, like I said, at the, when I first started at the um, I used to have horrendous pains in me, my ankles, my legs, this, that, and the other, to the point where I used to wear ankle support under my socks, like, to, for work, and, like, Sweet. I'd be in agony, like, morning after, like, waking up after a big day at work, I'd, I'd be I'd be walking around, like, Tina Turner to the toilet and that, you know, like... <laughs> I told I told him he should stop wearing the high heels at the weekend. <laughs> Get that fucking wig off. Yeah. But then, but then, even the first couple of sessions, Ted just went through a lot of stretches I could do, and that instantly, instantly made a difference. And then, with the weight coming off, each now and then he'll throw a few more stretches. Like this week, we did a few stretches, and I don't think you can underestimate the the value of stretching, put your body in positions that it's not used to being in, you know, and like. You feel great afterwards, you know. Like it's, it's. Yeah, I think that's why things like yoga and stuff are so popular because it's, you know, it's really focused on improving people's range of movement and, and core strength and things that, you know, if you are spending a lot of time in, you know, fixed postures, whether it's, you know, you guys bent over a chopping board or, you know, people at a desk answering phones, you know, people like tattoo artists who are, you know, constantly in these weird postures, kind of working with their head down. No, those 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 sorts of stretches and exercises who, who are making you work in in different ranges of movement and, and different movement patterns and getting you out of that uh, crappy posture really. So, what would you recommend for people to do if they are doing? You know, as a chef that's working fifteen or you know twelve, fifteen hours a day, and they are constantly looking down at the pans or the board or whatever it is, just to just to look up, roll the neck. What is there anything they can do? Yeah, I think like the main like the main piece of advice is to try and take a break from sort of static postures. So if you are finding that you 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 having to work in a similar sort of position for a long period of time, is you know every 30, 45 minutes, have just to move around. You know, get yourself moving, have a walk, stretch your arms, legs, and just kind of change position. Essentially, that's that's the main thing. Don't. It's, it's the static stuff where you're, you're just holding postures for a long time that you tend to get this uh, stiffness creeping in. And it won't happen overnight, but 
over a career, it's it can yeah. Be quite, that's the um, thing. You don't take it seriously. That is the biggest thing. You don't take it like with health and that. I've said it time and time again about my gallbladder and that on here. That you know, I got it removed and I shouldn't have. But you just don't take shit seriously when you're younger and you're at work and you're in that in that bubble. You just don't take shit seriously, and you've just got to start taking that stuff seriously, right? Like you know, it will your bad back will creep up on you and your your, your bad neck, and next thing you know, you've got to get a fused disc or fucking one leg shorter than the other or whatever. You're fucking walking in a circle. Do you know, it's just it's, you've got to start doing something about it. Rob, can you remember when we were younger? We used to we used to work in a, a hotel in Newcastle, um, in Jesmond. Nice to live in Jesmond, Rob. Five minutes down the road, and where we used to go back to mine and we split shift and play a bit of PlayStation, whatever. And then and then we we're like, right, it's time to go back to work. Right, right, Rob. We used to, we used to go to Ray Hills, that little shop, that little deli, sold everything. Yeah. I love that and, shop. Uh, He'd get himself a samosa, right? He'd try to tell me how he'd help you. He'd get himself a samosa or two samosas. And I'd go and get a Snickers. The shop would be packed, right? Like, packed. People getting booze for the weekend that Friday night. And like, Eagle, go hurry up, man. You've got to hurry up. You can see it with the Snickers in my hand. he go, put it back. What do you mean, put it back? He went, you're killing yourself, man. You're killing yourself. I was wondering at the time. And he just put it back and put everyone out. Walk up the shop like an naughty schoolboy. He's got his two books in his hands. What is it about um there's something to be said about setting goals. Do you not reckon? Like I think that short and medium and long term goals uh you know, once you to hit them, I think it really gives you a like a I don't know, an endorphin rush of like I'm I'm achieving something. Do you work by them, the pair of you? Yeah, I mean we we've set we've set goals when when we when he first came in, we talked about goals, but um Goals can be quite surface level. You know, I want to weigh a certain amount and, and stuff like that. But in reality, that's, that doesn't keep people going back to, to repeating the behaviors that are going to be required to reach that goal. So I always try and get people to dig a little bit, a little bit deeper and, and try and find out, well, why do you want to get there? You know, what is it about that goal that's going to make you feel uh, good about yourself or you know what what is it about that goal that's um that's important to you because if it's not important you're not going to continue with the behavior that's going to allow you to reach it so goal, goals are, are good but often try and set more like like a process goal so you know if someone's trying to lose weight and um we did that didn't we at Christmas, yeah so we'd you'd maybe say okay for 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 three or four weeks you're going to track everything you eat and that's going to be a goal for the next three or four weeks to track everything that goes that goes in uh, the other goal might be uh, you're going to commit to exercising three times a week and that's a goal you know so those those are things that are going to lead to the change that you you want to you know you want to achieve that's a good one to try and the goal is to get and that's something to be proud of to go consistently for four weeks three times a week that's a goal and that's a great goal to yeah. achieve i reckon that's that's going to be the thing that's, that's gonna that's gonna help you get where you want to be you know the, the the weight on the scale doesn't motivate you yeah it's great when it sees it, you see it going down but if you actually just focus on what's going to lead to that weight going down mm. then then you you're much more likely to get there where that's a great. That's honestly, I think that's that's a proper and great nugget. That one is, yeah. That I've never, I, I've never even looked at it like that. That the goal is just to get there effectively. Yeah, the goal is the process. The, the goal is, you know, 
what are you doing on a day-to-day basis that's actually going to lead you to that end point? And, you know, those are the things that you, you've got to put your, your your mental bandwidth in, the, the things you think about, um, the decisions that you're making, whether it's to have another beer or to, you know, have a, a snack that's kicking around. It's some, you know, birthday cake kicking around the office is a classic, you know, are you going to say no or are you going to go, oh, fuck it, I'll, um, I'll indulge today because it's, it's always there. It's just whether you decide to, to indulge on it or not. How, honestly, honestly, to the pair of you, would you be able to say no, truthfully? Do you say do you no, Ted, do you? What's the question? The birthday cake. I'm, still, I'm thinking about the birthday cake. Do you know what I mean? that, still- that birthday cake in the office, would you be able to say, oh, no, it's all right, I don't want a slice? Can you do that? Absolutely not, Kevin. Can yeah. you? I don't really like cake, so... Fuck, yeah, see, I st- I, I'm having a slice of that cake no matter what, I'm telling you, I'm bad for that. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I, it's, it's so bad, like... Yeah, anyway. I think it depends what, what, you, what, what your individual likes are and stuff like that. I mean, I, if someone said, oh, do you want another beer? Like, that's a different matter sometimes. Like, but but now these days, it, it's, it's still tough, don't get us wrong, but it's all about... For me, it's about... Um, Making these choices as they happen, like so. See, if I'm out having beers, I'll I'll drink, I'll drink a, a smaller volume, but like I'll drink a good quality. I'll still have a good one that I'll enjoy. But I'll not drown I'll not buy a pint. I'll have a half. I'll have a bottle. Then I'll have, I'll have a couple of pints. But then instead of having four pints, I'll have two pints, two bottles. Or, yeah, yeah. And I can still do that once a week, aren't I? And then yeah. I'll still, the weight comes off. And, and what, stronger. what goals did you set for yourself, Chris? Um, ultimately, it was um. It's it's just feeling healthier, feeling brighter, and then things happen much quicker than I thought it was going to happen. And then we set this this it seemed like a ridiculous target by Christmas to lose um, from August the seventeenth or eighteenth to 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 Christmas to lose twenty five kilos. And but that 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 goal came like halfway after a good start, and I still yeah. felt like Shh, it's going to be hard this like, and then. And then all of a sudden, got to the last week, and then it still felt a bit much. But I put everything into it. Went to the gym loads of times because I wanted to wait. before Christmas. I want to do this. Then I want to enjoy Christmas. And then we come in, didn't we? Come in, got weird, and then it was a little bit more than that even. And yeah. Then, and Did you yeah. feel like you were picking up a, once? It's a, I guess it's a bit like when you're saving. You know, you save a tenner, and you save twenty quid. And once you get hundred quid, you're like. I'm not going to spend that hundred quid. It's easy to spend a tenner. Do you know what I mean? It's easy to spend twenty quid, but once you've got a hundred quid, you don't want to spend that hundred quid. You want a hundred and fifty. Is that how it feels? Like that kind of feeling? Especially when you've binned all your big clothes and that, you've got you like, <laughs> I'm going to have to steal this, like squeezing or sausage skin. I mean, <laughs> I'm the other. I'm the other way at the moment. I'm keeping me clothes. I'll get into back into them one day. I'm then, fucking then sure I will. I know if you want. Like. <laughs> How, did you have you have you got rid of a lot of clothes of your Chris really? Uh, yeah, and it was it was pretty liberating. You know, I've kept I've was kept it like a couple of couple of garments just to just to look at. Do you ever put? <laughs> we do do a classic big trouser shot one day. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know the old uh, pull the waistband out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> and it, it, right now, like with I always measure myself with the with the belt size. What like have you have you gone down a few notches? How many notches have you gotten down in your belt? And new trousers. I'm, I'm probably four trouser sizes smaller now, like, Far out. which is which seems like ridiculous, but actually, I'm yeah. That's amazing. Uh, I'm honestly, I'm over the moon. It's so good. I'm stoked for you, honestly. I'll keep buying new clothes, but 
way better buy new clothes because you need to be smaller than well, buying you new sa- clothes. You're saving money on all the food, man. Oh, no, no, I'm still <laughs> eat, I still eat like a horse. Man. I know. Man. I bet. But, but like you say, it's making the right choices, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the right choice, exactly. It's making the right choices over... It's making intelligent decisions. It's, it's not just like... See, you, you link it to, to working in a kitchen, you know, like... Every day, if you if you if you want to be if you want to progress in anything you do, you've got to make intelligent choices. But then, I was making I like to think intelligent choices when I was at work. But then when I wasn't at work, I was making reckless choices. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. And what just, kind of what are some of the dishes that you you'd be doing yourself now, Chris, at the moment? Like you know, you say more more veg and protein, but so what kind of things? Like a piece of fish. And, um, using using uh, the Asian. Stock cupboard, store store cupboard, a lot more, um, less oils, um, but, but more more spices, um, a lot more fish, eating a lot more variety of fish that I wouldn't have usually have eaten. Um, when you say oil, do you mean like literally olive oils and, and olive oil? You just eat, but I mean, I've got some lovely olive oils at home, and I'm sure I use, just use sparingly, you know, just use like use it when it's when it's needed. I used to I used to make an olive oil. I used to make I don't know. I say I used to, I've always preferred olive oil and be potatoes and butter and cream, which it seems a bit odd, but I used to just pump it in, man. You, you, you know, I, yeah, yeah. Pump it in, it is a take, you know, something nice. Yeah. Whereas now, is that really bad for you? Is it olive oil? Seems like fucking, is that right? Huge amount of calories in it. Yeah, it's just it just comes down to calories because it's basically a pure fat. So you know, per gram, you're talking nine calories. So you don't have to have very much before it starts really adding up so know, one uh, gram of olive oil is nine calories is that what you're saying well one gram of fat is nine calories yeah but then i thought i thought ted that like fats were good your body can burn fats and all that kind with all that keto and all the rest of it so i was under the impression that like you, you can eat as much fat as you want as long as you're not eating what, what is it like it's uh it just it really does come down to to understanding uh energy going in versus your energy out so so it doesn't really matter then it doesn't matter what it is even if it's you know even if it's no it it really it really doesn't you know there's there's been research on a guy that just ate potatoes and um you know he lost weight there's a like the classic american study on the twinkies so he just ate the twinkie cakes uh lost weight because essentially he was in an energy deficit um so it's not so much about what you eat but you know the, the the density of those calories on the very surface level um obviously we want people getting in you know nutrition so eating your vegetables protein helps you keep lean muscle mass build lean muscle mass so you want to be eating plenty of protein but you know ultimately whichever thing you prefer to have on your plate whether it's more fats more carbohydrates more proteins that's down to personal preference but having an understanding of what foods make up those calories will will give people a lot more uh, empowerment with with how they with how they eat. So, not just thinking fats are bad um, or carbs are bad. It's it's not anything, not an individual macronutrient that's bad and not going to lead you to gain weight because you're eating carbohydrates. What leads people to gain weight is because ultimately that the energy they're putting in is more than the, the energy they're expending and over a period of time that leads to to gaining uh, gaining fat gaining weight and that's it that's it in a, in a nutshell basically it, yeah on a, on a very like yeah basic 
nutshell um, and easy way because I believe I'm not a nutritionist for a start and I'm not a dietitian. That I'm a personal trainer. Most of my studying was in was in strength and conditioning. So you know, strength training and performance training. You know how to get people fit, stronger, keep them um, injury free. So we try and keep it simple and you know for for guys coming in who don't really want to worry too much about uh nutrition and the the you know the the things like intermittent fasting and ketogenic diets uh you know they're far too involved they're, they they really aren't gonna help people who eat with their families and people who like to go eat out at yeah, restaurants yeah, to, yeah. to achieve a balanced um way of looking at their food they what they're going to do is 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 make you feel like you're failing unless you're eating this very specific um, diet based on very limited amounts of foods. So we still let people drink beer. We, you know, we still want people to go out and enjoy food with their family and friends because that's all part of of, of a healthy lifestyle. Surely, you know, it's not. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, mentally, what, mentally exa- exactly that. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to be like a in in your house just eating low calories and yeah you've still got to mentally you've got to keep yourself positive by going out for dinner and socializing right that's a big aspect surely treats you know you've got you've got to give yourself like like tonight we're going out we're going we're going to to a to a tap takeover event at the brewery and yeah and we'll be drinking beer and uh, you know it's like strong beer yeah and it it's a case of you know if you know you're going out for a a session uh on the beers you know have you have you got your training in that day you know to help you burn a few extra calories you maybe have a slightly lighter breakfast and lunch because you know that food around your beer is going to be a little bit more calorie dense and you you try and do a few things like maybe the next day you might fast in the morning um after you've had a session to again just try and reduce that energy intake a little bit you, you just be a little bit sensible about it and a little bit more planned rather than just go fuck it, I'm drinking, uh, I'm going to eat a load of crap, and the next day uh, I'm going to have a hangover and I'm going to eat more rubbish. Yeah, yeah. Probably a few more beers to try and chase the... uh chase the pain away it's um, funny really isn't it like when you when you really break down like training like exercise and that because you look at athletes and the in the, and, and whatnot and they're effectively training for something it's like to to get better or to get stronger or get you know that's their job and we all look to look at these people but really you're we're just training to effectively feel better look better vanity maybe and then long long-term health goals i guess is what what it could be and gene- genetically you could have a heart disease or anything anyway do you know what i mean you could drop down dead with a heart attack i, I haven't smoked all my life and i've been exercising and people still drop down at 45 do you know what i mean so it's quite it's quite a funny thing when you really break it down we don't have to hunt anymore to get our food you've got to find what you enjoy you yeah. know people at the end of the day, it's a break from work. It's a break from, you know, whatever else is going on in your life. So when when people come in and train or, you know, train on their own, it's like, you know, you've got to enjoy it. Find something that challenges you. And you're not, like, don't get me wrong. I don't smile for every workout. That's absolutely not, you know. it. But by the end of it, if you feel like you achieve something and, like, challenge yourself in a new way and, like, trying to like find something that you can get really stuck into whether it's like lifting weights or rock climbing or getting on your bike and doing you know whatever whatever it is that people like doing and want to challenge themselves 
it's good. It's good. It's all good. It's, it's a just... good. It's a good shut off. I reckon that's what I think. It's a, like you don't think about whatever you've got going on in your life for like uh, one hour. It's, it's a good thing to just go. Like okay, now I'm just going to concentrate on, you know, what it might be on the bag for me, and or like you know, moving the weights or doing sprints or whatever, kayaking on the river or whatever it might be. It just clears your mind. And I think the mental side of things is as important as the physical side of things. To be totally honest with that's you, that's what's done for me, Rob. It's like it's your life can be dominated by what your work, and and really, it's not. It's, it, it, it only do, it's only dominated if you let it be, you know, you make time for yourself. And I always think, many chefs will think this, so, oh yeah, I've got no time to do this, that, the other. But only you can make time. And when you do, when you do, do it, you're right, it clears your mind, it give, it's given me new goals and new, new targets and you feel, you feel great, man, honestly, when you, when you've... Especially when you, now, like what you're saying there, because you've achieved that, now you can achieve anything effectively. Do you know what I mean? Now, now, you, now you've done that. that. That's one of the biggest, must have been one of the biggest hurdles to do, to lose fucking 30, 30 kilo, right? 30, like, Jesus Christ, that is... A, I don't think anyone can t- underestimate how hard that must be, especially when you're a chef, you're in that lifestyle, you're doing it. So if you can do it, anyone can do it. And even if it's not 30 kilos and it's, and it's 10 kilos, but you need to just clear your head, you know? Yeah, the key the key is like that. Like Chris's results uh, are pretty um, unreal. Like I would never have when he came in, I would never have said to him, "Oh, you'll lose thirty kilos in the same amount of weeks." Like you're setting yourself up for failure. Like just get stuck into something that you enjoy. You know, find that sort of more balanced way of looking at food, and just become a bit more aware of what's going in. And, and and train hard. Like it's it's not got to be life consuming as well. I don't with with all of my clients. It's it's not their full time job. Like you're saying, it's not. They're not professional athletes. They're people who want to train between two, three, four hours a week, and and you know learn how to eat around. Um, you know, still going out for meals, still eat with their family in an evening. So it's it's finding like a way that works for them, and they can move towards their goals. Whether it's half a kilo weight loss a month or a kilo a week you know it's if you're moving in the right direction then surely that's that's all that matters the speed of that process is way less important than than people want to make out all the time it's like yeah yeah how much weight can you lose in that you know it's not about that chris has done amazing but you know if he had lost that in two years would it what, what yeah, it doesn't yeah, yeah, it's the same as learn to drive, isn't it? Right. Like, if if you've got to take your test five times or twenty times, it doesn't matter, does it? Do you know what I mean? Is is social media, man? People people get this perception of what they should be from social media, and it, it's, I think it puts a lot of pressure, a, a sort of um, hidden pressure on people, whether that be weight loss or, or or how they think they should look or what they should wear or what they should do. People are, I mean. I've started. I've started doing this as well. It's put me put me phone away, man. At a certain point, and think like it, it's. I think it's un, it could be a bit unhealthy, you know, like yeah. the, the, the social media, you know, massive part of the fitness thing is yeah. Instagram. It's like you say there, just going back to what we're saying about the the calories in and 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 whatnot and the training to food. Even when you see like athletes, professional athletes, UFC fighters, let's say for instance, you see them on a normal day, week day that when they're off season. 
they're not like ripped. They've all got like a little bit of body fat on them and then they come, they cut down to that and then they just go back up. Do you know what I mean? Like there's been heaps of fighters like Fedor and that that have all fought at an incredible high level, if not the GOAT, with a little bit of body fat as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's, it, you know, low body fat doesn't mean performance. Um, it, it just it just doesn't. You know, the the bodybuilder look is is a specific type of training and diet that, or you know, the front of the magazine type stuff is. They've done that specifically to get that lean for that period of time. Yeah, for that snapshot, right? Boof, that snapshot. That's next it. Week, and yeah, next week they're not looking like that. They're, exactly. You know. They're not. They've, they've dehydrated themselves. They've dieted to a specific point in, uh, in time where they're going to take their show off, get the lights in, get the professional cameras, and they'll look, you know, look the part for the for the shoot. But uh, you know, we're all. I think more and more people now are aware of what reality is versus what's uh, there for for the cameras and for the social media and stuff. And hopefully, you know, there's a lot of like Instagram versus reality type. Uh, post that people do now and uh, hopefully it's it's becoming a bit more apparent that you know people don't live at six percent body fat it it would be shit um, I rem- yeah i remember a great saying with one of them when the guy said i said they said you might want to look like how i look but you don't want to feel how i feel do you know what i mean yeah, you don't, yeah. don't want to live that life trust me it's uh it, you know I, i've never felt the need to to diet down to those like levels of body fat it's just not, you know, if that's if that's your goal and, and that's what you, you know, whether you're doing for a bodybuilding competition or something, then great. But, um, you know, I've, I've never had a client that's asked me for, for that sort of uh, input. And I'm personally not interested in that. You know, if that's, you know, someone's goal, they, they go ahead and they can, you can get bodybuilding coaches to do that. But it's yeah, yeah. It, bodybuilding and you know what I do is very separate. What you know, what most people want, health and fitness wise, is is probably not a six pack. Um, even though they might think that, it's the reality of a six pack is 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 not as good as. Um, yeah, to 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 get that six pack, you mean? Are you saying to achieve that? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds it's fucking horrendous. It sounds to me. It's, it's a hard it's a hard shift. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. I enjoy it. I enjoy yeah. a beer too much. Yeah. So, what what exercises, Ted? Would you say are the key or yeah, the style of exercises? Would you say like box boxing's a good exercise, running or you know you hear a lot of people about like um, explosive like um, what's it called? Like is it clinch? Is it the clinch on squats and these big massive body exercises? What would you say would be the best for not even to lose weight, but just as a, to keep yourself healthy and active? Yeah, I think I think the best thing, like probably a bit of a generic answer is, but something you enjoy that you're going to be able to keep going back to and like. So maybe it be five a side or squash yeah, or tennis. Yeah, it doesn't exactly really matter. That. You know, ultimately, if you, you just want to be you know fit and 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 uh, enjoy your training, it's got to be the biggest thing. You, but in terms of what what I do is it's quite a big sort of strength training focus. So I try and get people moving through the big exercises like squats and deadlifts, um, get them using you know big ranges of movement and and get them moving their own body weight up and down. You know we push sleds, pull sleds, carry heavy weights, um, but just just get people moving in a way that's like engaging and um, and not so much 
sitting on on machines um pushing and pulling and doing biceps like, and like the old like the old fashioned style of things is that what you're yeah. saying yeah the old sort of body part split where you train your chest one day and your arms the next yeah, day. Yeah, chest and, and try, back and by, you yeah, know, all that shit. Yeah, 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 and then your eyebrows the next day and whatever <laughs> they do. But I'm, I'm more along the lines of the, the way you would train for a, uh, for a, for a sport or for, for performance to get the body working in, in a way that sort of um, encourages people to, to move better and and use the body of what it, for what it was built for. So we do a lot of... Um, Let's say pushing sleds, carrying things, squatting, deadlifting, pushing, pulling with the upper body, um, press ups, chin ups, yeah. chin ups, chin ups. They are horrendous. Uh, the uh, um, but, but, but one uh, Rob, go on, is, Chris. Is, since since by, by doing this sort of strength and conditioning sort of training that I'm, I'm doing with Ted, is I mean I went I went um, indoor climbing with you know Chris Morland and oh Logan. yeah yeah yeah. I went in, which one day me and indoor climbing probably got go together like oil and water like at one point but like but oh, I, honestly I went there and I, I was I surprised myself like I was I was you I was did, did well lifting it's all about your body weight yeah course, I got to the yeah. top relatively easily and uh, yeah I was quite I was quite surprised you know that's, that's a, well that's a goal that, that's an achievement isn't it that's a huge achievement you would never have probably even had the confidence maybe to do that Chris yeah no, exactly. But it was a good test, you know. I'm gonna start going more often, you know. And um, I think that's it's also like key, like doing other like different stuff, stuff that's like new challenges, and you know, whether it is rock climbing or you know boxing sessions and that sort of thing, or going trying out a bit of uh, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu or whatever, you know, whatever it is that you think actually, uh, I'm gonna just try something new and and see how I get on because. It's the new challenge that will spark the interest and the passion. I think sometimes in people. Yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely. Because yeah. you, you can get it can get a bit monotonous, can it? Let's be totally honest with you. I think as well with the sport aspect of things, tennis, jujitsu, boxing, whatever the sport may be. You're also learning a skill as well, and you feel like you're getting something out of learning a skill, as opposed to just going there and you know bicep curls and whatever it might be. It's nice to get a skill. Do you reckon? I think there's a skill in in the, in in I've noticed as well a technique. It's like Ted always used to, used to say at the start. It's like striking a football. Once you hit that sweet spot, you, it's the same with lifting weights or, or doing any sort of exercise in the in the gym. Um, it's it's the same. Like I noticed when we were doing um, seated rows this week, we we my technique wasn't quite there, and I was and I was doing pretty shit, wasn't it? And then all of a sudden, he, he sat. I sat up to sit like sit on your hammies. And, and get put your head to like, as far up as if you want to touch the ceiling, and then do the exercise. And it was yeah, I could feel my body actually doing what what the exercise wanted was yeah, so for you. Know? Try and focus a lot on 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 trying to move well while you're doing the exercise, and so we're engaging the right the right muscles and strengthening the right the the joints in the right way. Definitely. Uh, or in a- better way i'm definitely not putting down lifting weights i'm not trying to like you know down dumb that down to say that isn't a skill by any stretch of the imagination but i'm just saying if you can put in within your training session maybe a new sport it's going to keep you more enthusiastic i was kind of second seconding what you were saying with that really you know they can work hand in hand the competition aspect of it as well if you can get stuck in with like you know like five aside is class or um you know I, I like rock climbing and I think, you know, 
people find that a lot it's more like obviously you're just doing it on your own but it's it's really engaging because you have to be properly switched on and then other sports which like like people play badminton and and tennis and, and stuff like that, which is just kind of like you can go with your mates you feel like you're uh you know, just having a bit of a social, but in reality, you know, you can you can graft and do some work. So, as a, I'm I'm not a big proponent of just going to the gym to run on a treadmill um, or or jump on a bike for 20 minutes and a cross trainer for 20 minutes. I can understand why people do that for about three weeks and then. And yeah, then exactly, start. exactly. That's exact exactly what I'm saying. Exactly. We're not hamsters on wheels, you know. We the the training that you want to do wants to feel engaging and challenging and. Um, feel like you're doing yourself some good rather than just sort of... When I felt like, when I was boxing quite a lot, uh, I felt like that was like the... And then I would train around that and then you would see the improvement in the boxing. It kind of all worked hand in, like hand in hand effectively. You felt like you were getting the results from the the training into the boxing. Do you know what I mean? It kind of worked. And then you, you know, you're getting quicker or you're getting sharper or you, you're getting, you could last more rounds or whatever it was. So it was all kind of working hand in hand, you know? That, that's exactly what I noticed about with the climbing. I did that climbing and I thought like, Jesus, this is the, this is the, um, this is the end result. This is the sort of results of what I've been doing. And I, and I can now, I almost, not breezed it because I mean, technique was all over the place, but I could, I could, but well, you got up there. You got up there. That's you know, do you know what I mean. That exactly. Just, yeah, you, you got you, up there. The strength I'd, I'd created to, to to do the to to do it. You know, I, I was delighted afterwards. I was yeah, delighted. that's the thing. You start doing things that you thought weren't really possible, like or or you do it. Start doing things a lot easier. People start like running up the stairs, and uh, you know, <laughs> you get to the end of the day at work, and they're not ready. They're, they're not like, ready to just collapse on the sofa and. You know, those small things like um, getting out of bed and sitting yeah. on the sofa and that and getting out of bed and tying your shoelaces and all that. It becomes yeah, easier. Yeah. But like even like carrying your kids around if you've got if you've got little ones, like we've got I've got clients that just find, you know, those normal like activities a lot less uh, a lot less strenuous and a, a lot less of a chore that that great on you so much because 'cause they're just a bit better put together and a bit stronger and a bit a bit fitter, you know. Definitely. So, Chris, I'm going to wind this up soon. But what what are your goals? What what you're looking to, what you're looking to achieve in the next in the next few months or year or whatever it is? Um, oh, where are we at now? I, I want to lose. Well, I want to I want to certainly break the hundred. Well, another, another ten kilos. I'd like to lose before summer. Um, yeah, and just keep progressing, keep learning new things. Every week, I learn. I'm learning new things. Obviously, I've only been going for. For, for seven months, and 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 when I do go and I see others in the gym doing stuff, everyone's everyone's in there for different reasons. I think oh, I'd love to be able to to lift that bit more weight. I'd love to be able to do a bit, building yourself up, build yourself up. And Ted's Ted's great at, great at knowing like where to put that carrot to chase. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always I always get to it just, but then then the carrot will move a little bit more next week, and then sometimes I think it flip my neck, man. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Like parents. <laughs> <laughs> I go back to pasties. Do you know? Yeah. <laughs> I get some of samosas in. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Get me a samosa any day of the week. Well, listen to finish off. I want to go some beers. I'm guessing this one's pretty obvious for you guys. Low carb or or Guinness? Oh, low carb or Guinness? Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm taking the Guinness every day. Definitely. Yeah. What about you, Chris? <laughs> 
What about a pro a protein shake and a game of squash or a few pints and a and a visit of the match? Probably probably a few pints to visit the match then. Yeah, exa- then, then. <laughs> And then train. Make sure you train around it. <laughs> oh come on! You're laughing. You're still gonna. You're still gonna achieve achieve what you need to achieve. What about farmers' walks or deadlifts? Oh, that's a tough one. I I like the farmers' walk. Ah, yeah, I, I do. I, I do. When Ted goes out, we're going to do the farmers' walk. Then we're going to do a a, 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 a the prowler. Then, prowler. then something. I'm like I'm like definitely. I kind of wait to the farm. It's like a little bit of a rest sometimes. You know, yeah. a bit of think and the music and that and. Just I need like, to put more weight on it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the good them farmers walks. I enjoy them. Are they, what what is better for you? Would you say, Ted, the farmers walks or the deadlifts? Do both. Do both. Fucking hell! Yeah. I get it on Do my both. list. Um, Absolutely, deadlifts are a, a absolute staple in all of my programs. So everyone who comes through the doors doing some sort of deadlift, it's just such a class exercise. Hitting so much. Uh, so many different muscles, uh, challenging the whole body, and you know it's just it's just one of those exercises where it's it's it feels right. You you got a weight heavy weight on the floor, and then you pick it up. So like, what could be more uh, primal? And yeah, um, yeah, primal. I love that for sure. Sprints or jog or a long jog? I'm sprinting, sprinting definitely. Even though I'm probably not any good either. <laughs> Another thing, Rob. When I first went there as well, I thought like. Because I didn't know what what idea um, the idea in my head before I went with personal training was to just stand next to you while you, you run for an hour on the treadmill, and I, and I looked around the gym and like thank fuck there's no treadmills in here. I was buzzing, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> sled, can you pull me on the sled? That's <laughs> We usually do a bit of a uh, bit of sled pulling and stuff rather than um, jumping on the uh, jumping on the treadmill. Get... What about what about box jumps and all that stuff? Do you like all that as well, Ted? Is that good stuff? Box jumps, yeah, and like explosive. No, I'm not. No. Box, I'm not a box jumps fan. No, um, no, nah, nah. nah, I've seen a few too many shins get taken off with box jumps. Um, I don't think my clients would be very happy with me if. Uh, they um, binned it on a box jump and then have to go to work with bloody jumps. <laughs> I was just supposed to say, is that one of your worst nightmares? Someone cut yeah. like halfway through a session, like, like the back, yeah. like, oh, fucking get me the Rule. ambulance. Rule number one is uh, is do no harm as a coach. So, yeah. you know, we try and pick exercise that are uh, uh, low risk, high reward. Yeah. We're not, we're not, we're not there trying to impress people on Instagram with yeah, yeah, crazy uh, whatever they like to do, box jumps. There's plenty of other ways to work that same sort of um, hip extension action, uh, high power movement, even sort of stuff like sprinting with the prowler is going to do a, a similar sort of thing. So yeah, we're trying to be risk averse. Risk <laughs> perfect. Tuna sandwich or a steak sandwich? Ah. Oh. Steak sandwich for me any day of the week. Yeah, steak. No, oh, that's good. At least we're all in the same boat here. That's Port, great. Porterhouse steak from uh, from Chris's, Chris's yeah, spot. Cr- cr- cooked in the Josper. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's <laughs> well, listen, boys, thanks very much. Thanks for your time. Chris, honestly, I'm over the moon for you, and I'm, you know, stronger and stronger, and it's, it's a, what an amazing achievement. I couldn't. I couldn't be proud of you for than you for and knowing the effort that you've gone through and and the lifestyle change that you've made and everything. So, yeah, keep going and yeah, Ted, amazing work to to help Chris achieve them. Um, 
it's something that that not just me but a lot of people are interested in, look forward to, learn from, get a bit of inspiration from. It's 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 really good and keep up the good work yourself. You know, it's yeah, it's class, man. Definitely, boys. Have a great have a great night out. Don't drink too many beers and don't forget to drink plenty of water, as, as my man would say. My man would say that. I mean, make sure you have a glass of water for every pint you have. He said, "I'll be fucking pissing, <laughs> like, pissing like a racehorse." Have a good one, boys. Take care. Thanks for your time. Good night. Good night. Thanks, well, if you got this far, you must have semi enjoyed it. So, thanks for listening. I hope you did enjoy it, and it wasn't just in your car being played and you just couldn't be asked changing the channel so yeah appreciate it no if you did enjoy it tell a friend and if you get chance leave a review like i always say i definitely wouldn't leave a review because i'm a lazy fucker and it's not my style to leave reviews like that but what i would do is give a five star or a three star or two star but if you're feeling semi-generous and you got a tiny bit of interest out of this and you thought you know what that wasn't bad wasn't bad for someone who hasn't got a fucking clue what they're doing I'll give that brother a five star. If you do that, I'll be stoked. Thanks very much. Till next week, have a good one.